Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. As your Philadelphia Phillies have a 2-0 lead over the Diamondbacks in the National League Championship Series. As we shift the series over to Arizona out there in Chase Field, which will uh, be pretty shortly, less than 12 hours from now. 5.07 Eastern uh, start time, I guess, in the... West Coast time, it will be about 2 o'clock out there. So very, very, uh, ex- look, it's kind of what I expected uh, through the first couple of games. And we're going to get into it. Phil's pretty much, I mean, yes, they only won the first game by a couple of games. Didn't feel like that, though. Didn't feel like that. Game two, uh, it felt more like that in game one, where, uh, or excuse me, in game two, where you win 10-zip. Um Easy, easy work for the Phil's offense and for the Phil's pitching, obviously, um, scoring 10 runs and uh, giving up zero. So pretty, pretty easy show today. I'm going to recap uh, games one and two for you. My takeaways from said games we will get into a preview of game number three starting tonight with Ranger Suarez on the mound for the Phil's. Brandon fought on the mound for uh, the D-backs. Then we'll get into a recap of the ALCS game three. Um, then a few other stuff uh, before we get you out of here and get you set for Game 3 tonight. So let's start with recaps uh, of Games 1 and 2. Not going to get into what I normally do for you guys, which is a uh, you know a recap of every scoring play. No, just going to give you the general stuff if you didn't catch Games 1 and 2 um, for whatever reason. So Game 1, Kyle Schwarber is back. First pitch Bomb. I mean, they couldn't even get into the broadcast yet. They didn't even have the score dial or whatever you want to call it up there. Kyle Schwarber, uh, first pitch homer. Um, and Kyle Schwarber is back for the NLCS after having a bit of a rough start um, to the postseason, kind of just like last year. It's kind of kind of freaky. Kind of freaky how Kyle Schwarber uh, rough starts last postseason and then gets it going in the NLCS. And same thing starting here. Replicating 2022. Um, also, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos with a couple of dingers uh, of their own. Bryce and Castellanos continuing their stellar postseasons uh, with Harper per usual and Nick Castellanos um, just, you know, just been destroying the baseball uh, like he did, leaving off from the NLDS. So those two give you home runs. Um, and then JT Romuto starting to get a little hot here in game one. Uh, he gets a two RBI single in the bottom of the fifth, and that would be crucial as those would be the uh, the insurance runs for the Phils 
as they would go on to win that game uh, 5-3 to three with another good outing from Zach Wheeler. He keeps it going, so Zach Wheeler has a very good outing uh, in Game 1 um, to support uh, you know, with with the support uh, of the homers and the couple of RBIs by JT Romuto. Game two, you have Merrill Kelly, who's going to be on the mound for the Diamondbacks. He says what he says pregame. Not the smartest thing to say. I, I He said after the game that it was taken out of context a little bit. Um, but he says before the game that uh, he would be surprised if the environment in Citizens Bank Park would trump what, uh, what the environment felt like in the World Baseball Classic with USA and Venezuela. Um, and I don't think he was right. And I think he should have walked those words back. Uh, after the Phils, um, they demolished him. Well, not demolished. I won't say that. He had a good outing up until uh, I believe it was the fifth or the sixth inning where the Phils really get to him. Um, Trey Turner would hit a home run in the first inning off of Kelly. Um, and then Kyle Schwarber, um, would hit two homers of his own, one in the third, one in the sixth inning. And the Phils would end up scoring 10 runs in this game. You got a couple of RBIs from JT Romuto. He had three. Alec Bohm had two RBIs of his own. Uh, so the Phils offense getting it done. Behind, by the way, Aaron Nola, another tremendous outing. He is having a great postseason. Uh, this time last year, he did not have a good NLCS. This is where things kind of uh, um, you know changed for Nola in the playoffs last year, but he is just keeping it up consistently. He's having phenomenal outings. His knuckle curve looked incredible on uh, Tuesday night. So behind uh, Aaron Nola and the, the uh, offensive, huge offensive output, Phillies get it done in game two and take a commanding, not commanding, but they take a, a 2-0 uh, lead. Actually feels commanding, but they take a 2-1 series lead behind their horses, and behind the offense, scoring 15 runs in the first two games. So, um, games one and two going the Phil's way. Takeaways from uh, these games. So the first thing, and I've said this, I said this before the series started. The D-backs aren't in the Phillies' weight class. Like, it's not even, like, I understand, and I've given the D-backs their respect. I feel like I have done that. I've given the Diamondbacks uh, their respect coming into the series. Anytime a team makes it to the National League Championship Series, you have to give them their their respect. They beat the Brewers. They 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 won five straight games between the Brewers and the Dodgers. But the D-backs just aren't in the Phillies' weight class. Again, I'll say this going back to the D-backs. Uh, look. The Brewers have a bit of postseason history of maybe choking just a little bit, just a little bit, having good regular seasons and then not really doing anything much come postseason. Um, the Dodgers, albeit winning that 2020 World Series in the COVID-shortened season, they have a history of winning like 100-plus games and then not doing anything in the playoffs, whether it's the first round or whether it's the NLCS. And they didn't have pitching. They had no pitching. And Clayton Kershaw is known for, uh, you know, being terrible in the postseason, let's be real, or being mediocre at best, okay? Save for the 2020 postseason. Um, and so the D-backs did what they had to do, okay? I understand that. But the D-backs, it was more about the Brewers and Dodgers having that kind of uh, postseason, um, that 
the his, the history of not being so great in the postseason. The Phillies, they know how to win. To me, they're an underrated team. They should be more. I understand they don't win a hundred games like the Dodgers or the or the Braves or any team like that. But I really feel like the Phillies are a really talented team, top to bottom, whether it's pitching, uh, their offense, of course, and their bullpen, underrated. I feel like the Phillies should be, and they're proving to everybody why they should be mentioned with these teams like the Astros and the Dodgers and the Braves. I mean, the, the Astros team last year was really, really good, and the Phillies, to even give them you know, a, a really good series and get to six games, like I think is saying something. It wasn't just lightning in a bottle. I know, and I said that for a while, that last year was lightning in a bottle, but I really feel like they're proving this year that last year was not lightning in a bottle. and The Phillies are really, really, really should be in the upper echelon um, of Major League Baseball, and especially the National League in, for sure. And they're going to, you know, and I think the Phillies are going to get to the World Series this year. And... You know, I really think they're going to, especially if they win the World Series this year, of course they're going to have to be um, put on uh, notice with these other teams in the upper echelon of baseball. But the Phillies are just proving to the baseball world that the D-backs are not in their weight class. They're just not. The Phillies, uh, five runs and Wheeler having uh, an unbelievable game. And 10 runs in the second game. I mean, they're just, I understand CBP. CBP is a big thing right now. It's a, it's a big thing. But the Phillies are just proving that the D-backs are not, uh, the D-backs aren't in the Phillies' um, you know, class as far as the, the, the ranks go in baseball. And the Phillies are just proving that right now. And I think they're going to continue to prove it um, out as the, sh- the, as the series goes to, uh, Phoenix and Chase Field. So, number one takeaway from games one and two, D-backs are not in the Phillies' weight class. Second takeaway, offense coming up big. Offense coming up huge, like I said, especially in game two. Um, but you, you you have number one, Kyle Schwarber replicating last year's National League Championship Series. Um, and he had a 1,500 OPS uh, last year's NLCS, somewhere close to that. And he has an even higher one out. I think it's like 1,700. I know it's only through two games, but whatever. He already has as many home runs uh, this NLCS compared to last. Three this year, three last year. So Kyle Schwarber already proving um, that he's going to be a key cog the rest of the way for the Phils. Runners in scoring position. Game two. I think game one, they weren't so great. The home runs got it done, and Wheeler got it done. Um, and Real Muto hit those couple of RBIs, and he did get it done when he needed to. But different story in game two. Five for seven with runners in scoring position. Five for seven. Big deal, um, especially that's something that's um, you know been trouble for the Phils uh, throughout the year, runners in scoring position, especially when they were like bottom five, bottom ten at a certain point um, midseason. But uh, they cleaned that up in game two. I think that's a big deal. They're going to have to continue to do that. Uh, against Brandon Fott tonight. I guess it'll be Ryan Nelson in Game 4, but they're going to have to continue to do that the rest of the way um, as they try to close out the series uh, against Arizona. But not close out yet. It's still 2 nothing. you got to give Arizona somewhat of a chance, um, even though I really don't. Uh, but last one from uh, the offense coming up big, JT Romuto's numbers in the postseason now. He is up to, I believe, a 300 average, a 344 on base. Uh, I think his OPS is somewhere... Uh, 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 hovering around 900. So uh, JT Romuto uh, now getting hot 
when he really needs it, when the team definitely, even though the, a lot of a good portion of the offense has been good, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to have JT Romuto um, getting hot. Romuto getting uh, getting it going here um, against the D-backs in the NLCS. So second takeaway, offense coming up big. Um, you got Schwarber running the scoring position in game two, and JT Romuto um, getting hot. And last one, which I thought was like a huge key for the Diamondbacks. The Phil's horses, obviously, Wheeler and Nola, outdueling the D-backs horses, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. Now, I didn't think both were terrible. I think um, Kelly's and Gallen's stat line in the end didn't look phenomenal. I didn't think they had awful outings. Um, but the D-backs needed Gallen, needed Merrill Kelly to have big, 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 big time starts, and they did not. They did not. Zach Gallen's been one of the better pitchers in baseball over the last, uh, you know, three, four years. Merrill Kelly, been a good pitcher the last couple of years, being their number two. Um, But they needed them to have huge starts, and they did not. The Phillies, opposite. Nola, Wheeler, huge starts. D-backs needed the opposite to happen for them to have a chance in this series, and neither happened. And I really don't think the D-backs have any sort of a chance here the rest of the way. Barring like a Phillies meltdown, which I don't think anybody in the baseball world uh, can happen. Um, But you never know. So again, takeaways from games one and two. D-backs aren't in Phillies weight class. They proved that so far. Offense coming up big. And uh, the Phillies uh, aces slash horses, whatever, outdueled the D-backs horses. And the D-backs needed them to have big performances for them to have a shot in this series. Those two things did not happen. So, let's get a preview to game to game three because that's all. Obviously, that's all. That's what we all care about as we um, head into game uh, number three tonight, five oh seven start time. Just to remind you, uh, Ranger Suarez on the mound for the Phils. Brandon fought on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Ranger coming uh, into this game starting both games one and four of the NLCS. He had an earned run so far in eight and I believe it's like somewhere around nine innings of work uh, for Ranger Suarez. And you have Brandon fought on the other side for the D-backs. He has a 572 ERA on the season, 18 starts, and that's just around almost 100 innings pitched Um throughout the regular season. And then he has three earned and seven innings through the 2023 playoffs. I believe out uh, last time out versus the Dodgers, um, uh, he, he was kind of their opener. I mean, yeah, with four, four plus, maybe five innings of work, somewhere around there. Had, had a good outing, much better than his first time out um, against the Brewers, even though they were able to get the win there, the D-backs against the Brewers. Um, but those are your two starters, Suarez and Fought. And then looking looking ahead to this game. So, keys to a win. Now, the Phillies uh, don't have any experience against, against Brandon Fought. Now, Brandon Fought is a, uh, you know, he was a rookie this year. Hasn't been great. Um, but I'm fully, I'm, to be honest, I'm fully expecting the, the, the Phillies to, I don't want to say light up, but I kind of want to say light up. Phil's offense, light up, uh, Brandon Fought. So, first key to a W tonight if you are the Fightins. Number one, score runs early and set the tones like game one and two. And I know it's kind of beating a dead horse of, I feel like every time I talk about keys to a win, but it's just, it's true. Um, you don't want to give this kid, Brandon Fought, any confidence 
Um, you know, his numbers overall this postseason aren't bad. You know, uh, what is it? Three earned. What did I, what did I say? Three earned in, uh, in seven innings of work. So, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, if you put that into one start, that's not bad. But you don't want to give this kid any confidence, especially against a talented offense like the Phillies. Uh, you don't want to give him any confidence. I, I, the Phillies need to step on the gas pedal from the beginning. Not saying they need to hit bombs. I, I'd like to see them try, you know, try to score runs other way. But, but I mean, if, if you want to hit five bombs in the first inning, go ahead. Be my guest. Um, but score runs early. Set the tone uh, like you did in games one and two. Uh, second key to a win. Ranger gives you solid outing and length like he did against Atlanta in game four at home. So, I, I, I again, I, I like what Topper did in game uh, game number four where he let Ranger go. Um, what was that, five innings? And he didn't take him out? Um, you know, I, do I think Thompson's, like, listening to the fans or anything after a lot of fans were like, oh, I still don't want you to take uh, Ranger out that early like you did in game one, which was, what, like the middle of the fourth? Um, no, but do what you did in game four. Let him go five. Let him go five. Le- l- you know, save your bullpen-, bullpen for when you really need it um, or when Ranger's, like, really in trouble or anything like that. So they need Ranger to give you a solid outing and length like uh, he did against Atlanta in game four um, at home. And then uh, I guess that the, the last key to a win would probably be you know, bullpen just doing what they have to do and and just shut the door when they need to, just like you saw uh, in game one where the, the bullpen comes in uh, after after Zach Wheeler and they were able to get the job done there with Sir Anthony, uh, Alvarado, and Kimbrell. Um, you know, after after uh, Wheeler gives up a couple of runs, I think the Perdomo home run, I believe, right? So uh, getting it to your... Uh, your high leverage guys, which is your Alvarados, your Sir Anthony's, um, your uh, you know I'd like to see uh, you know Jeff Hoffman got some work uh, the other night, but not a high leverage situations. I'm not I'm not sure if uh, if Topper doesn't necessarily trust um, Jeff Hoffman, but uh, either way, just whoever's coming in in high leverage spots, or if it's not a high leverage spot, just just do your job. And if if it's not a high leverage spot, don't let the don't let the D backs get back into the game. By any means, whoever it is, if it's Strom or Soto, um, who they haven't been using in, uh, as high of leverage, Strom did get a little bit, but uh, maybe Soto, whoever it may be, um, Orion Kirkering. Uh, so uh, bullpen doing shutting the door, shutting the door. That's my last key uh, to a W. So those are your keys to the game uh, tonight against uh, the, the, uh, the D-backs in Game 3. So score runs early, uh, Ranger gives you solid outing, and bullpen shuts the door. Those are my three keys to a, to a, a W tonight. Uh, other playoff series. So last night uh, you had the Texas Rangers and uh, Houston Astros in Game Three. I'm telling you, man, Houston in seven. <laughs> I don't care. I said it. I said it before I went back to Houston or Texas. Here, Houston's going to win this series. They're going to win them all on the road. Well, until they get back home, which was Game Seven. Um, but Houston wins uh, eight to five behind uh, Jose Altuve home run. And Christian Javier has been the completely different pitcher in the playoffs so far uh, for the Strohs than he was in the regular season this year. Uh, he gave him five and two-thirds, a couple of earned, three hits, three strikeouts. His ERA is one six nine on the postseason right now. And Max Scherzer on the other side for the Rangers. Uh, he gives four, gives up five, 
Not a great outing in his return uh, from injury for Mad Max. Um, so Houston, 12 hits, 8 runs on 12 hits. Texas, 5 runs on 6 hits. Even though uh, Josh Young, uh, 2 homers, 4 RBIs. Um, you know, gives you a multi-homer game. I think it was like his first one since forget who on the Rangers. But um, Rangers not able to uh, get it done, even though they put up a five spot on the Astros. Um, Astros offense, just too much. So Texas now has a two-to-one lead on the Astros. I think it's going to go the distance uh, over there, down there in Texas. So there's a recap on the American League Championship Series. Other couple of things. Gold Glove finalists were announced. Um, you had a few Phillies um, that were announced with the finalists. JT Romuto um, among the catchers uh, for, um, you know, representing Philadelphia. Um, and he was first among all catchers in pop time this year at 183. So we'll see if JT uh, can collect a gold glove here. Um, second, Bryson Stott. Um, and just not surprisingly so. He's 16, 16th in outs above average, um, which is third among Major League second baseman this year. I mean, he's tied for fifth in defensive run saved among second baseman this year. So we'll see if Stott will be awesome if he can win a gold glove. And then pitchers, you have Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Walker uh, for the Fightins when it comes to uh, gold glove finalists that were announced yesterday. So Real Muto, Bryson Stott, Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, four Phillies representing finalists there uh, for the gold glove. So looking forward to seeing if they uh, if they win. Uh, some gold gloves there. It would be Bryson Stott's first one. So that would be really exciting. And then some bets for tonight. You know, I got to give you guys some bets, of course. Um, number one, Bryson Stott, plus 210 to record two-plus hits. He had a couple of hits uh, last time on uh, Tuesday in Game 2 and a 10 nothing win for the Fightins. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Kyle Schwarber keeps, or not Kyle Schwarber, excuse me. I, I love Kyle Schwarber uh, keeps it going, but I, I, I want to see, I, 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 we need Stott to, to keep it going. Two for four. Um, I would say, I would say he keeps it going. He's kind of, he kind of had like a rough start uh, to the, to the, uh, to the postseason, but now uh, he gets it going last game. Maybe he gets it going this game too. I'll say plus 210 to record two plus hits. Uh, take that bet. Uh, for the Phils, um, Bryson Stott, plus 210 to record two-plus hits. Second, let's stick to Bryson Stott, plus 390 to record a stolen base. I'm saying he has a huge game. I think two hits, gets a stolen base. He gives you an RBI. I think he's going to hit a few RBIs. So I will say uh, Bryson Stott, plus 390 uh, to record a stolen base. So Stott, plus 210 to record two-plus hits, plus Bryson Stott, plus 390 to record a stolen base. And lastly, Phillies 2-0 after first inning, plus 550. Bryson Stott's going to hit a couple of RBIs uh, in that first inning. Uh, so take take the Phillies. They're going to be up 2-0 after the first inning, plus 550. Uh, Phillies 2-0 after the first inning. Take the bet. Those are all off FanDuel. Take those. Uh, I'd do it if I were you. So that's going to do it for today's show. Um, again, game three starting tonight. 5.07 Eastern time. Every start's been 07 or 37, whatever. But Philly starting 5.07 tonight against the D-backs. Also, if you're out in Arizona and you're a Phils fan, get a ticket. They're like $10. Get a ticket. It's insane. Uh, if I was out in Arizona, I'd be going to games three and four. I'd be calling off work. But I'm not. I'm in Philly, and I'm not flying out there. 
Uh, I'll just stick on my couch. So that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Uh, Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Uh, tweet me. Do all that fun stuff. Let's talk Phils. Let's talk Eagles-Dolphins this Sunday. Uh, so that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas, and I'll talk to you guys soon. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.